You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. Hello and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast with Jonathan Tilly. Now we've got <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan is a well-respected American voiceover artist who lives in Germany. He is not only a voiceover artist voicing for brands including Red Bull, Porsche and DHL to name a few, but he's also a marketing expert and helps creative people shine online through training, support and so much more. So, um, And he's also a very good friend. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Wonderful to have you on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Yay! Yay. How are <laughs> so you doing? Excited. I'm good. good. I'm good. This year has been um, a speed bump for us all, but yes. I think the quicker that you're able to adapt, the better you can see if it's working or not and just continue to adapt until you make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, yes. Adapting is, is the key, I think. And as human beings, you know, you know, change and adapting and yeah, this year has really pushed us all into a, into a position of, yeah, having to adapt. And, yeah. but, um, but let's get, let's get into, um, let's talk about your career as a voiceover artist sure. before we get into all the other stuff. So, yeah. um, so how did you, yeah, tell us, how did you get started in voiceovers? Right. So the First time I ever did a voiceover was I was um, in Germany, still in Germany now. And uh, I was doing 42nd Street, I think it was 2003 or four. And you go into the, into the building and then there's the sign. Because you're a dancer. You were, yeah, you, yeah. Yes, dance, a singer, singer after dancer in a production of 42nd Street over here in Germany, among other things like Cats, 42nd Street, Mamma Mia, Dance of the Empires, a chorus line. And um, right next to the sign-in sheet, so stage management knows that all the, the entire cast is in the house so the curtain can go up. You sign in and then there's a, a piece of printed paper that said, we're looking for native speakers, call this number. I was like, what is this? And I went by it every single day, sign in, sign out, sign in, sign out, every single day. I'm like, what is this? So I called them and I said, what, what is a native speaker? Like, yeah, we can hear from your voice that you're an American and we need your voice for a project that we're doing. It was a recording studio in the, in the town that I was in. So I went by and I said, so what is this? And they said, yeah, we're doing a, um, 
CD for German kids teaching them how to speak English. Remember CDs? So I was like, uh, okay, so what is the text? And it was so simple, like see Jane cross the street, watch um, Doug kick the ball, see the dog um, play with the stick, like very simple sentences. So I had no clue what I was doing. And I went in and I read the text and was, was completely like, I was a fish out of water. I did not know what I was doing, but I did know how to perform. So of course, performing every night to 2000 people on stage, I'm using my big outside musical theater voice. And they're like, no, 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 no. Pretend that you're speaking to one person um, and they're like really, really close to you. They're right in the room with you. It's like, oh, okay. So for me, where you're using the singing muscles, the diaphragm of really blasting your lungs and, and giving your voice, I was like, this is just like having a simple conversation. Like, yeah, 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 that's, that's what we want. I was like, you want this? So I remember I was picking my nose during my very first <laughs> voiceover job. And the sound engineer was like, uh, could you please stop picking your nose and actually like do the work? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not taking this seriously at all. So then um, he said, thank you so much. We were done. And then he called me back three months later because they were going to do another CD. So I came back and I'm like, I'm not going to pick my nose this time. I'm going to take this a little bit more seriously. But still, I just didn't understand the, this industry at all. And it showed. So after the second recording, I said, you know, thank you so much. It was, it was a pleasure. Um, but, you know, me being an American here in Germany, you don't need Americans. You need Germans. Why, why are you bringing me in? He's like, you have no idea, do you? I'm like, no, what? And he said, there are five American vo male voiceover artists in Germany. Four of them have the big booming voiceover movie trailer, Hollywood film sound. You're the only one in Germany that has a younger sound that is a male US voiceover artist. Get your act together, get a couple of demos, send them out and see what happens. It's like, well, wait a minute. They're, but me being in Germany, you know, why, why wouldn't German studios call American studios or American voiceover artists? He said, there's a six to nine hour delay. The, the Americans in America don't speak German and you do. So we can give you direct, we can direct you in German, but you can perform in English. Mm. And you're, we don't want to say you're sitting on a gold mine, but it would be an opportunity wasted if you didn't follow through with this. Mm. That's when I started to take it seriously, got some training, realized that the music theater training that I've had since I was on stage since nine years old, by then I was in my mid thirties. I was like, oh, this is just not performing to 2000 people. It's performing to one person having a conversation. So training was like, whoa, okay. It's just a different form of performance. You're not being seen. You're just being heard. And you need to use your voice to relay the story 100%. A smirk can't relay a story because it's, it's non-auditory. You can't hear it. So how can you make your voice sound like you're smirking? Oh, okay. So I integrated that into my voiceover coaching, recorded some demos and sent them out. And within six to 12 months, I was like, okay, thank you so much, musical theater. That was a really great time um, because I was doing voiceover during the day and musical theater at night. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wait a minute, there's there's this transition happening. And in the musical theater scene, 
the older you get, the quicker you're escorted to the door. Mm. I have my gray hair. I couldn't jump as high as everybody. And I wanted to end on a good note. Mm. And voiceover was just picking up and the jobs were coming in. Living in Stuttgart, which is the home of Porsche, Bosch, Mercedes-Benz, all these big international brands, they would have the German voiceover artist go in. I would listen in on, on his takes watch the film and then sub him, do his subtitles or his, his dubbing in mm -hmm. English for the national market. So that's how I got my training. That's how I got my coaching. That's how I got the experience by just being plunked into the system where there was a beautiful spot for me. So I feel very grateful that I was able to make this transition. Um, and since then I've been voicing for Google, Facebook, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, um, BMW, doing the BMW podcast. Um, and UNICEF and many other wonderful, um, wonderful clients and um, realizing that the voices that we have been given and the training that we take can relay a message for larger brands and companies to help people. I think it's interesting to see when people go, oh, I'm the voice of this or I'm the, I've, I've done this as if they are Facebook, as if they are Google, as if they are, right? And they're just one small piece of the puzzle. And I think mm. it's a mentality shift in the sense of, I help these companies by lending my little piece of the puzzle with my voice and the skills that I have to help bring these companies forward. Yeah. Um, and um, I just am so honored every day when I'm able to get behind the mic and use the skills that I have to help relay a message to a company and their clients or their customers and help them move their businesses along so um so yeah that's my story and i'm sticking to it nice awesome <laughs> amazing and you're absolutely right and I, you know voiceover artists you know a lot of people just think oh you know commercials but there's so much that we oh, that yeah. we do with our voice and we entertain we inspire we educate we inform you know there's lots of information and you know everything is audio visual at the moment and so yeah. you know voiceover artists are, are really important you know what we do our jobs yes, definitely so, Wonderful. Yeah. So now you obviously you've had lots of success in voiceovers, mm. um, but you have now become a marketing expert in the world of voiceovers. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I find the whole marketing thing really exciting. But yeah. how did you? Yeah. How did that happen? What, how was that transition for you? Did you study marketing or did you? Have any background in marketing? No, I didn't study marketing at all. Um, and I, I liken it back to, it's so funny that you say this because this hasn't come up for me for like 20 years. So maybe <laughs> it's, it's tied into that. So I remember when, when I was applying for private high school. So yep. that's like grades uh, nine through 12. Yeah. And um, I wanted to, to go to, to this private high school. Um, and I remember my mom drove me there because I was in the eighth grade and she's like so I'm going to come in with you I'm like no 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 I'm going in by myself like I got this she's like who are you I'm like I don't know but I just I feel like I want to do this myself you know so uh and afterwards I, I did the interview and and you know it was nice and and I spoke with the, the administration office and it was done in like 20 minutes and then I came back I was like okay that was nice and she's like who are you? Like I, everybody else would be petrified to go in by themselves, but you do. I'm like, yeah, because I, I want to go here and I want to, and I want to go here and I want to see if they're a good fit for me, mm. not just if I'm a good fit for them. I want to see if they're a good fit for me. 
So this isn't just an audition where I'm like, please take me. It's a thing of, this is what I got. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. But I also want to see if if you're a good fit for me as well. Mm -hmm. It's like dating. It's like relationship building. It's like building a friendship, right? Yeah. So I think way back when in eighth grade, I had this chip in me that understood how to make friends and how to make relationships and how to, how to go from there. So when it came to um, marketing, I really understanding how to market myself Um, back in the musical theater days when I was living in New York city and was a starving artist living in a shoebox um, with 17 other dancers. um, You understand very fast that if you make it all about you and how awesome you are, the not so great reputation follows you Mm. and you don't, no matter how talented you are, you don't book the gigs. The people that do book the gigs are the ones that are talented, yes, but they have they make this they make it all about uh, the people that they're helping. Mm. It's not all about me. It's all about you, right? Yeah. So um, they go in, have fun. They're in a good mind mind frame. They're always there to help. They're thinking of new ideas, how to make it a, a better thing. So just observing that, and one of my friends, um, we were always up for the same roles. And I would notice when he would get the gig, he was more just more in a not desperate on my forehead. Just, hey, I'm here to, to have fun and let's see what happens. And if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Mm. And after the auditions, I would be like, what's your mentality going in towards this? And he said, you know, it's not, it's out of my hands. I can only do the best that I can. All I can do is show up and be helpful. And it's their decision if they take me or not. And so I translated that into, it's not about me, it's all about you. How can I help you? And I started to book more gigs and stuff like that. And that's what took me on over to Germany in the musical theater productions and on auditions. Um, And then I realized, okay, when I got my demos and I was ready to send stuff out, I was like, the only problem that I have is the language barrier. Mm. Because I know exactly what I want to say I know exactly how I want to position myself, how I want to help people. I've written out my, my email communications and my marketing stuff out in English, but I'm in Germany. So I had a friend of mine translate my, my cover letter and said, this is, this is great. Where did you study this? I'm like, this is just how I feel. I just want to help them out. And I sent out uh, cover letters and follow-up emails. And that's how I built my voiceover business. Within 10 years, I've sent out... 30,000 emails to 30,000. Well, I've sent over more than 30,000. 30,000. I've reached out to 30,000 contacts um, via email marketing to build my uh, voiceover business. And the rest is history. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. That you, yeah, you just kind of have that. And I think everybody has it in them. That's yeah. the thing. Everybody has it in them. And lots of people say, oh, I'm not very good at marketing. Oh, I'm, I'm you know, I, oh, marketing. Oh. And I say, do you like talking to people? Yeah. Do you like making friends? Yeah, 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 I do. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. I think, I think because people don't, because I think people think, most people think building a business, marketing, you have to wear a six, uh, a six piece, uh, a three, three piece suit, <laughs> six, piece ha- six piece suit with the fedora, <laughs> with the handkerchief. I think a lot of people think that it, it has to be that business is mm. only done as skeeving, conniving, backstabbing briefcases full of money and guns. Where it's like, <laughs> you're watching way too many uh, criminal TV shows. 
Yeah. Business is done by simply holding the door for somebody. Mm. We all hold the door for, for somebody behind us or in front of us. We all hold the door. Yeah. When we hold the door, people go, thank you so much. When somebody holds the door for us, we go, thank you so much. Yeah. That's all marketing is. You're holding the door for people to get you yourself forward and the other person forward as well. It's empathy. Mm -hmm. So when you reach out to people with cover letter emails or via direct messages on Instagram, like you'd be stupid not to hire me. I'm the best voiceover artist that you need. It's like, oh, oh slow down there, Tiger. What if you took it from a different angle? What if you said, hey, I think the work that you do is amazing. I saw that video that, on your website about the polar bears. Whoa, that moment when the polar bear jumped uh, onto the big iceberg and there was a moment of relief. I kind of had a tear in my eye. You know, creating that, that video must have been a lot of work. And the voiceover artist that, that did, the, did the voiceover on it was fantastic. Um, what, a, what a great honor that must have been for the entire process. I, too, as a voiceover artist, love working on projects like that. And I'd be honored if you would think of me uh, for the next casting that you have for a project that comes, comes your way where my voice would fit. All the best to you. Take care and hopefully speak soon. How is that marketing? How is that conniving? How is that skeevy? How is that cringeworthy? It's not. You're complimenting somebody. You're using empathy in an organic and authentic way. And you're yeah. saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'd love to help you out further. And when you're ready, meet me halfway on this bridge that I'm building with you. Yeah. And that's really all it is. And I think a lot of people are just so petrified of, of rejection or pe people are petrified of, what if I get a no? Girlfriend, you've already got a no. You <laughs> already know the answer. It's a no. Yeah. It just hasn't been told to you yet. So it's yeah. your job to find out if it's a definite no, if it's a maybe, but not right now, or if it's a hell yes, and yeah. go from there. And because you're building the bridge halfway, does it mean they're going to build the bridge immediately after? You're just going to keep building those half bridges. And then slowly but surely, people are going to say, oh, you know, we've built the no like and trust factor with this person. Let's build our bridge halfway and meet, meet halfway as well. Um, and it's out of your control what their reaction is to you, but it's 100% in your control of how nice you are, how kind you are to the world, and how many people you can share that talent with, and how many people you can help with the talent that you have just by reaching out. That doesn't feel like networking. That doesn't feel like marketing. That just feels like helping somebody, helping as many people as possible. Yeah. That feels like holding the door. Definitely. I love that. It's just, yeah, you're absolutely spot on with all of that. And it is, you know, when I think about my clients, you know, they, they become, they're like friends oh, because yeah. you build a relationship with them. Most and, and, and I love your analogy about you choosing them. Because mm. that's, I often say that to people, you know, especially when it comes to agents, voiceover agents, you know, yeah. it's, it's a really tricky subject. The really tricky thing to get a yeah. voiceover agent. And it took me years to get my first agent, even when I had some big names and some big jobs under my belt, you know, and, and cause I wasn't doing it right now. I look mm. back and I'm like, I know exactly. I was doing that thing of like, I'm brilliant. Look at me. You should yeah. have me on your books because I'm fantastic. Look, um, so what I say, you know, um, you know, I've done the mistakes, so that's you know, and I'm yeah. sure you have too. And oh, most we all have, yeah. And 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 that's you know, it's lovely to kind of learn from those and and share them. But um, so with agents, I always say to people that you need to go and you need to present, you know, an, an opportunity for them and yeah. help them. Yeah, it's it's not you know about me, me, me. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. You need to come into it 
it's a business opportunity and you need to yeah. be to present them with a business uh, you know proposition yeah um and that you know and and, and it is yeah it's that thing of and also not all agents are going to be great for you the same yeah. way that not all clients are going to be great exactly for you. exactly so so you need to pick the agent and you need to to you know do your research and do your work as well and and that's the same with clients you know sometimes you end up sacking the client and that's okay because you you want to be working with with people that align with you and yeah. and with what you want to be doing you want your phone to ring and you see their name and you go oh yes yeah and when you call them you want them to have the same experience as well yes. right yes Yes. You want you want to pick up the phone with a smile on your face, not because you're like, okay, I gotta force this smile on my face. It's a natural smile because, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, we've got a project for you. Awesome, great. You know, sacking a client, uh, <laughs> done it many times. Yeah, they are always unhappy. They are always wanting retakes for free. They're always wanting this. They're always wanting that. They're paying their invoices way too late, if at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, where it's like, you know what, just because you have a client doesn't mean that they are your ideal client. Mm -hmm. And the more that you get into any type of business, the more that you're going to realize a lot of people don't understand how real business works. A lot of the majority of the people think it's a three or six piece suit with a fedora and a handkerchief <laughs> with briefcases full of guns and money. Yeah. Most people think that, but really the people that understand business and know that it's not about that, that it's really about those connections. Those are the people that will be excited when you call them, that you're excited when they call you. And they're going to be the people that will always think of you in the future for more work and yeah. just to build on top of those types of people and build on top of that. Definitely, definitely, which is just, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, and it's exciting as well. And I think, I mean, I know you work with a lot of people. I work with a lot of voiceover artists mm. who, you know, who struggle to kind of just get get beyond that kind of sitting down and going, oh, gosh, I need to do marketing. Uh, um, uh, oh, shiny thing, something over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, you know, no, it, what do you say to people like that? Because I, you know, I, I know it's, 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 Tricky because then there are people listening who are like, I know I need to do marketing. Right. <gasps> oh gosh, but you know, I just something just stops me. <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna scare you. What happens if you can't pay rent? Yeah. Like, do you do you envision yourself uh, waiting for your phone to ring, even though nobody knows who you are and what you do? Do you enjoy the thought of becoming homeless? Yeah. Or even worse, do you enjoy the thought of not going for your dreams, that internal spark from your inner artist, do you enjoy extinguishing the flame of your spark of your inner artist? Like that hurts my gut right now. Just yeah. To say, right? Oh, just to hear that. It's like, Oh, please yeah. don't do it. People listening, please don't do it. Don't. Let that flame just shine. Let it shine. Right. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters, and content producers to record, mix, and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. For me, when people are like, oh yeah, I know I need to do it, da 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 it's the thing of where are you more emotionally invested? Are you more in emotionally invested in staying the same and maintaining 
the very basic, the lowest amount of basic, just to, just to get going, just to make sure that things are okay. Are you, are you happy to do one or two voiceover jobs a month? And then you have a part or full-time job um, doing something that is completely soul destroying, which is already slowly extinguishing that inner artist spark. Yeah. Or is, is that for you the, the, the emotion and the lifestyle that you want to have? Or is the emotion and lifestyle that you want to have where you say, adios, soul-sucking day job, I'm a full-time voiceover artist? Or is the emotion that you want to have, you want to be out on the street, you want to be homeless, you don't want to have any work, and you want to be completely like swallowed up by, like, that's terrible, right? Mm. So if you think of where you are right now and where you want to be in the next five to 10 years and what emotional lifestyle level you want to be on, you're, and if you decide that you want to go for it and say, bye-bye, so second day job, I want to let that inner artist spark shine and be bursting with, with flames of awesomeness. And please do. And please do, right? If <laughs> yeah. that's the choice that you make, then that's a great place to start. Yes. Because inspiration is beautiful, but discipline is what's going to get you to the goal that you want. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. We can sit around and be like, oh, let's just get inspired. Girlfriend, I would love to have like Oprah Soul Sundays like every single day, but stuff's got to get done. And yes. there's stuff that I don't want to do, but I know if I do this, it will bring me to the d- direction that I want to go in, right? The soul sucking eight hours a day, day job that you have, right? You're investing your energy into somebody else's dream. What if you invested two hours every day into your dream? That's one fourth of the time that you're investing in your soul second day job. And you might have to do double duty for a while. That's how I built my business, right? Get up earlier. I mean, I always get up earlier. Set your alarm for an hour earlier every morning. I mean, I I got to the point, this was years ago when I when I I I had this moment of like, right, I'm gonna make this happen. Yeah. And I had a, a a little one. Yeah. And and I didn't have I was I had like one hour a week. Um, you know, of, of, of childcare or something yeah. crazy like that. So I decided to start getting up at five o'clock in the morning. So people are like, oh my God, that's crazy. But it was the best thing I ever did exactly. because I was able to do two hours of work before my little one woke up. Exactly. So Were you, you tired? Yeah. Yes. Did yes. you make it work? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. It's these excuses. It's these, these things of like, well, I can't do that. I, yes, you can. Like yeah. what, what makes you think that you're less than all these people that are going for their dreams why do you put them up, up on a pedestal? In yeah. German, we say, die kochen auch mit Wasser. They also cook with water, right? You cook with water. I cook with water. <laughs> famous people cook with water. We all cook with water. What makes you think that you don't even have any water to cook? You got water. Cook with water, just like the rest of us. Come on in and learn that, you know, that emotional lifestyle of the bare minimum, that does not serve you. Mm. The, the emotional lifestyle of, I'm making my dreams come true. True, That is where you deserve to be. That's where you should be, but you have to work for it. Mm. The main thing is understanding time management because a lot of creative people don't understand time management. Everybody's willing to drop everything for somebody else. Mm. But when are we willing to drop everything and just say, no, I need these two hours today to focus on this. Yeah. Right? Yes. NNT, non-negotiable time where you go, I love you, but I can't right now. Mm-hmm. I got to focus on building my bit. I got this one project that I got to do, right? Yep. And if you start to manage your time a little bit better, wake up a little bit earlier, 
say, I don't need to do all these things that are soul destroying to me, volunteer work that is amazing. You're helping the, you're helping the community. But if you are on baseline, how the heck are you going to help other people if your cup is empty? Mm. You have to fill your cup first in order to pour into everybody else's cup. Volunteer work, awesome. Let other people do that, that, that are in a place where they can. But right now, build on those two hours a day, two hours every other day, two hours a week, goodness, two hours a month. At least it's something to move the needle and yes. then put the hard work in and let the inspiration will come and go. But it's all about discipline, staying consistent with your non-negotiable time of time management and knowing exactly what to do, exactly what to say and who to say it to. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, just gold right there, guys. Absolute <laughs> gold. Um, yeah, just, yeah, so, so exciting. And I mean, in terms of kind of all the, the changes that we've seen, mm. you know, in the industry, even over the last 10 years, there's been a huge change. And we Massive. are, you know, obviously there's a big shift that's happened recently uh, with the pandemic and kind of, you know, we had home studios. I mean, when I started out in voiceovers, we didn't have home studios. No, and, same here. And, and now we have home studios. And now, you, no. you know, you have to have a home studio. It's, um, so, yeah, what, what, what are the kind of changes that, that you feel and, and how can people kind of stay, stay ahead of, of the changes? Mm. I mean, the, the home studio thing, I remember when I started to get mine and uh, a lot of the studios that I would work with were really upset. They're like, you're taking work away from me. Mm. I'm like, no, because you've got some really great clients that have budgets, but the clients that are calling me are the ones that are like, we don't have the budget to hire a studio and a sound engineer and, 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 and for these two sentences we need you to read. Yes. You know, the smaller off gigs, they're not going to be going through recording studios and agencies. They're going to be one off gigs. So I built my home studio, um, what, 10 years ago, eight years ago. can't remember. And, um, and I always kept it under wraps with the other studios that I would work with. Now comes Corona and they're like, Jonathan, you have a home studio, right? I'm like, yeah, great. Because we all have lockdown. I have this project that I need, need you to record. I'm like, oh, now, now you like me. Yes. Now you're, <laughs> now you change your tune, you know? So I think, I think there's a lot of um, studios out there if they're not a big studio that will survive the crisis or survive what's going on, mm. the smaller studios, uh, and I'm not saying voiceover artist with studio, I'm saying just studios, the smaller just studios will have a harder time. Yeah. And they've, they've given us, it sounds terrible to say, they've given us the voiceover artist, the opportunity to record our one track of audio, cut it down, make it sound nice, and then send it off to, the client or whoever um, they've, they've opened the door and now it's our turn to step up and learn how to use our home studios, learn how to have a proper recording uh, setup. And it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have one yet, then go to the small studios, rent from them, do a voiceover job from them afterwards, say, Hey, can you show me how the interface works? Can you tell me what you're using? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are just so afraid to ask the yeah. simplest questions that if you just ask around, use the voiceover network uh, network and say, hey, I want to build my, my, vo my voiceover booth or I'm not sure about this. Am I doing this properly? There are people out there to help you. You yeah. just have to ask. And I, I think for the, for the future of voiceover, especially with the pandemic of, of 2020, it's made it very clear that home studios are important. 
And if you don't have one yet, it's time to get informed and see what works for you. There are people that are recording national commercials underneath a a blanket, right? So get over yourself, make it work. And as you go and as you grow, keep upgrading your studio. You don't need to invest 20,000 pounds to have a home studio off the Mm -hmm. bat. You can start off slow, but with the right stuff and the voiceover network. Surely you have tons of different ways of of telling people how to build their home studio. We have a lot of resources on on how to help people with home studios. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's definitely the the direction things are going. And when you do have a home studio, can you upgrade it even more to Mm -hmm. deliver even better quality? How can you hold the door for your clients and for future clients as well saying, hey, I've upgraded my studio. People are going to be excited about that, right? Yeah, so definitely. I think the, the future of voiceover, especially after 2020, number one is home studios. And number two is marketing because everybody's gone into their shells because yes. a lot of people are thinking, oh, there's no work out there. Yeah. Honey, girlfriend, boo-boo child. <laughs> 2020 was the best year for me in voiceover ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Because I used a fear-based thing that we're all understanding with this, with this crisis, I reached out to all of my clients and said, listen, it is tough for you, me, and the entire planet. However, I've got a home studio. Yep. However, I'm here for you. Yeah. However, if you want to just get on a call and just rant and rave, like I'm here for you. Yeah. Right? Let's, yeah. let's get through this together. Do you know how many emails I got back saying, Jonathan, Thank you so much. Everybody else is emailing me like, give me a job, give me a job. You're the only one that came with empathy saying, let's work this out together. Together, we'll get through this, right? So there is tons of work out there. Plus, when Corona hit the first time, a lot of successful voiceover artists saw a huge spike in work because the answering machines, the e-learnings, the the thing due to Corona, we can't meet together. So we have this project for you, right? Lots of commercials, you know, everything's, you know, yeah. It's brought so much work. Yeah. And e-learning as well. I mean, e-learning has gone. So that's the third thing. So home studio is number one. Second thing is marketing. And third thing is e-learning is Mm. through the roof. Yeah. So if you're trying to make excuses of why you don't think you can market yourself yeah. in 2020, 2021 and beyond, they're all excuses that do not serve you that are keeping you at that bare minimum baseline. Yeah. Those are three awesome things, home studio, uh, marketing and e-learning to say 2020, 2020, uh, 2020, 2020, 2021, <laughs> 2021 um, yes. is, uh, is where it's at. And yeah it's time to step up and put in the hard work to get to turn your dreams into reality. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. And if you're listening to this in 2023, then 2024. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the new year, whatever year that may year. be. Yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. So, um, and just in terms of kind of challenges that you've mm. had in your career, what, um, can you share with us a challenge that you've had and how you've overcome it? Yes. Uh, uh, directly related to my voiceover business, uh, 2019 in Germany, the second half was um, the year of the German recession when our German recession was about to start. Mm. And then that just got sort of swept to the side because Corona hit the entire yes. world. <laughs> so the end of 2019, I noticed things were dipping mm. and I noticed my energy and I noticed my mentality. And 
you know, working with creative people, helping them build their businesses, build their brand, help them with, with marketing. I, I'm always saying, notice your, what you feel. Cause if you're reaching out to people in desperation, they're going to smell it. Yeah. But if you're reaching out to people from a place of giving without wanting anything in return and empathy, yeah. it feels much better. And I started to feel that vibe of desperation seep in at the end of at the beginning of 2019. Um, things were going well, but things weren't going as well as they had been. Mm. Other German voiceover artists were like, my phone's not ringing anymore. There was this, this, that moment of when people stand still, but they just look side to side, like, is this like the Titanic starting to sink, but you're like, yeah. is this <laughs> yeah. normal? Do we just stand here? And you go into like paralysis. You, yes. you, you just seize up and you don't do anything. It's uh, fight, flight, or freeze, and yeah. it's freeze. People started to freeze. And I noticed when I started to freeze that that desperation started to sink in. So I had to physically move my body, mm. go to the gym. Remember when you can go to the gym um, yeah. or take a walk in the woods or take a, take a jog or go on a bike ride, right? Um, physically move my body just to get that stagnation and that desperation yeah. out and then refocus. See what I've already built see how can I help my current clients, just sending them a quick email saying, thinking of you, hoping things are all right um, for the second half of, of 2019, happy Halloween, with not, not wanting anything in return, maybe saying, hey, here's a new demo that I've recorded, or hey, here's a new video on, on uh, YouTube that I've done, um, take a look at it and let me know what you think, not wanting anything in return. Or if they posted something on Insta or Facebook, hey, I love that video that you did, um, looks amazing. Um, and then just to really continue reaching out to new clients um, in the direction and in the genre that I, that I want to grow in in the future. Um, so that's when I really hunkered down at the end of 2019 and um, started to do put in the work and started to do some more research. And um, I reached out to 1,600 new clients in the East in Qatar, in UAE, in uh, Israel, in Kuwait City, in Doha. And um, that was amazing because what's all over there? Oil. What's mm. not over there? The German recession is not over there. Mm. So finding places where you can reach out, even if it may be outside of the country, and find places where economies are still level, if not growing, and reach out to them instead yeah. of staying within the country that you're in or in the town that you're in thinking everything's collapsing inside of me, we have the internet. <laughs> it is the world wide web, not the, yes. not the zip code wide web, right? Yes. World. You have access to the world, do the research, create cover letters, send them out and follow up. Nice. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Just so much great information. And um, one last question for yeah. you, Jonathan. Um, what would you say to a young Jonathan? What advice would you give to young oh, Jonathan? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I've always, I've always wondered, like, cause you see it on TV when people ask that question, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, that's so cool. I've always wanted to be asked that question. Now I'm being asked it. No. Um, I'd say two things. I'd say number one, please stop stressing. Yeah. Stop stressing. You will get everything and more. Just the energy that you're putting into stressing about everything 
does not serve you. Rather, invest that energy into doing something to move the needle forward. Stop stressing. Number two would be as long as you work hard and give yourself breaks here and there, everything's going to be more than all right. Oh, nice. So that's, that's what I would say to Jonathan, little Jonathan. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the Voice Ever Hour podcast. It's oh, my been pleasure. An, an honor to have you on and so much great information. I know that people listening are just, I mean, if you haven't been writing that down, you'll have to listen to it again and, and get your notebooks out. And, and yeah, um, but it's, yeah, it's wonderful to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And oh, and do you want to share your, your, your email address, your uh, website? Oh yeah, sure. So um, if, you're, if you're interested in learning about how to write a good cover letter or how to market yourself organically without that feeling of, I'm cringing inside, um, hop on over to leagueoflistbuilders.com. Join the VIP waitlist. You'll get five free videos telling you what League of List Builders is. It's an online course about marketing and reaching out to your dream clients. You'll also get uh, a couple videos on some star students. They're also in the uh, voiceover network that have taken League of List Builders and have had huge results as inspiration for you to um, learn more about the course, hop on over to leagueoflistbuilders.com. Wonderful. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. Take care, stay safe. And um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. The Buzz magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz Magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information. And I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. You're listening to a podcast company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.